Welcome folks, tonight I'm going to be dealing with a topic entitled, What do you see? How many times have you been in a situation where you don't know what to do next? Come on, you sit down and you look around you and all of a sudden it looks dark and gloomy and it looks like there is an attack or you end up with so many things going wrong at the same time you don't know where to handle first or where to go first or what to do. Many times we end up in a situation in our lives where we are not 100% sure what the next step is. And one of the things that we do then is, is that we try our best to deal with it in the natural. Come on, you look at this thing and you go, what's the most logical thing that I need to do here? Now I want to tell you something, that God is looking for us to be men and women of the supernatural and not in the natural. You see, one of the things that we are not taking into consideration is the fact that there is a supernatural attack against you. There is a fight for you. There is a fight for your soul. There is a fight to make sure that you never get into heaven. You see, what Satan does not want is for you as a believer to actually fulfill what God has called you to do. Because the minute you fulfill what you are meant to do, you are going to be setting people free. See, the Bible says that you are always referred to as an arrow. Whenever you see the word arrow, it always speaks about people. It says that God put you in, the, in, an, uh, in his bow and sent you towards a target. Remember then there's things where it says that there are many quivers, choran, in your quiver, speaking about people. So in other words, God always uses people to set people free. So what does he do? He stops you for, for, from fulfilling what you mean to do so that you can't set somebody else free of whatever your gifting is. So Satan will do everything in his power to stop you getting to where you need to go. So how does he do that? He starts sending all sorts of contrary things in your life. Things that are going to stop you and resist you and stop you from getting to what God has for you. So you've got to be aware that whenever things go chaotic around you, it is because of one thing. There is an attack on your purpose. There is an attack on that assignment that God has done God for you. Now, if you get to that situation and you sit down and you see these things going on, my question is this, is what do you see when the attack is on? Do you see the natural attack or do you see what's coming in the spirit or what do you need to be focusing on? I want us to have a look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It says this, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Now, how is this for a statement? Paul says to the Corinthians, listen, do not look at the stuff that you can see around you. You need to look at the stuff that you can't see. Now, two things you need to be focusing on. Number one, I need to focus on what God had said. What is God's promise over my life? What is God's commitment to me as a Christian? You see, if you go to Psalm 119 verse 105, it says this, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. It is very, very simple. When I get the word of God, it will show me the next step. It is the light to the next step. Now, when you sit down in a crisis and there's pressure around you, you need to sit down and say, God, I'm not going to look at what I see. 
in the natural. I'm going to look at your word. I'm going to find out from your word what I need to see because wherever I see is where I'm going to go. Whatever you see is where you are going to end up. What do I mean by that? If you are in a crisis, let's say you've got sickness in your body, if you start seeing this cancer killing you, you are going to die. The minute you start looking into the natural, you are going to end up in a situation that you are going to call that thing on your life. And that is the end of you. But the minute you've got cancer and you go to the Word of God and it says, listen, by, your, by Jesus' stripes I was healed. You all of a sudden have a light. You say, but the Word of God is different to what I'm seeing. The Word of God is not what's happening right now. And how many of you know that you can be riddled with cancer and yet you can see yourself healed? Amen. You can see yourself healed. My dad was in a situation now we had, I can't even remember now, I think it was four or five heart attacks in the last few months. And you know what happened? He saw himself as a 40 year old. And he said, listen, I'm going to be 40. My wife bought him a little magnet with 40 on it. He took that thing with him in hospital and stuck it on the, on the bedside thing, you know, that steel cabinet. And every single day you'd look at that thing and he says, I want to be as young as a 40. You see, because he had a prophetic word that he's going to be like a 40-year-old. And he stood on that thing, even though his body was not there. Even though everybody around him said, he's not going to make it, he's going to die. He said, listen, I'm going to be a 40-year-old. I'm going to be as strong as a 40-year-old. And he kept on confessing it, even though it was not in the natural. And he started to see himself outside of what everything else was going on around him. And so I want you to know that when you are in a crisis, your focus is critical. Your focus is critical when you sit down and say, do I look at the natural or do I look at what God has promised over me? I want us to go to Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 21. It says this. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God... Okay, so in other words, in the presence of God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which does not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what is spoken. So shall your descendants be. In other words, yes, Abraham. And God had said to him, your descendants will be. That sentence is what Abraham saw. Guess what? He held on to it. How many people would have looked at their own bodies at a hundred years old and said, well, God's still going to do a miracle? Most of us would never have done that. Most of us would have said, listen, this is not going to happen. You know, Sarah was 79 and Abraham was a hundred years old. Have you seen a 79-year pregnant woman? Come on. Even in Abraham's day, I don't think he saw a 79-year-old pregnant woman. I want you to know something. When you look at yourself and you see the situation, the only thing that pulls you through that thing is a promise that God had said. And a promise in His Word. And when you get the promise in in the Word, you know what the next step is going to be. Why? Because I now can see the answer. I can see what God has for me.
Now listen to this. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Already dead. So it wasn't like he was a hundred years old and he was really fit. He looked at himself and said, yes, I'm not looking so hot. He looked at his own body and he says, I am already dead. I'm not going to be able to get out of this thing. I'm not going to fulfill what God had said. And the Bible says he did not look at his own body. How many times do we look at the natural thing around us? How many times do we look at that thing directly in our face and says, you are going to die. I'm going to take you out. This circumstance is going to finish you. And yet, Abraham looked at this thing and said, God, you said your descendants. You said my descendants will be. Remember in that, in that uh, prophecy or that instructional promise that God gave Abraham, he says, remember your descendants will be so, multiple, uh, so many like the stars in the sky and like the sand on the seashore. I mean, there is a stack of them. And here's Abraham looking at this lot and going, yes. And guess what? He did not focus on his body. Against hope. In other words, there was no physical hope. It's not even like, oh well, listen, there's a bit of hope in this thing. There is no hope when the thing is dead. Abraham's seed was dead. Sarah's seed was dead. And yeah, God's going, I'm still going to give you a child. So yeah, Abraham goes and he believes God. Listen to verse 20. He did not waver at the promise that God through unbelief was, uh, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform it. He was fully convinced that if God said it, I will get there. How many times have you had words over your life? How many times have you had things said over your life that God has promised you? Are you fully convinced that God is going to perform that in your life? You see what happens so many times? We end up looking at the wrong thing. When you look at the wrong thing, you're going to be taken out. Look at the ten spies. What did they do? They looked at the giants. The minute they looked at the giants, they said, we measured ourselves to you. Yes, we buy, buy grasshoppers. The sad part was, they started off by saying, we grasshoppers in our own sight. And also in theirs. They started by measuring themselves in the natural. Except for the two guys. Joshua and Caleb said, listen, God, these people are giants. But we've seen what God can do, and with God's help, we'll sort them out too. I want you to know something. If you look at the natural, you are going to die. The natural will take you out. This world is geared to oppose you. Why is the world gearing to oppose you? For one simple reason. Because it is controlled by Satan. And he will do everything he can to stop you from fulfilling what you can and meant to do. And so whenever there is an attack and an onslaught on your life, it's for one purpose, to stop you fulfilling what God has called you to do. I want to tell you right now, you need to get up and you need to say, God, I am not looking at the natural anymore. What is the invisible that I need to be focusing on? Call those things that are not as if they are. 
Right now, I'm sitting with cancer in my body, but I don't accept it. These symptoms are not going to be here. I bind this thing, and I call a healthy body on me. What you see is where you are going to start speaking. Come on, look at this. Whatever you look at, eventually is going to come out of your mouth. If you are focusing on the situation, you are going to start speaking it into being, and you're going to call death to yourself. A very, very real situation was the disciples. Remember when the boat was sinking? What did they say? They woke Jesus up and they said, Save us! The boat is sinking! Remember that these were the same disciples that saw Jesus walk on the water. The same guys. Now can you imagine what would have happened if they really believed God? Even if the boat sank, they would have been floating on water. Because God was with them in the boat. I want you to know something. If you focus on something that is godly, you are going to start confessing it in that direction. Look at Peter. What did he do when he saw Jesus walking on water? He did not go, Hey, you can't do that. Come on, I didn't see that in scripture. What does Peter go? Listen, can I come too? I also want to play. Jesus says, come. Guess what? Peter walks on water. Only when he starts looking at the storm does he sink. He goes on the way, looks at the waves and goes, I'm not allowed to do this. By then it was too late, he'd already done it. I want you to know it's exactly the same in our lives. If you look at a situation and you focus on that, you're going to speak about it. The minute you speak about it, it will be so. As a man thinketh in his heart, so easy. So whatever you are focusing on, you are calling that into your life. Now I want to challenge you tonight. Do not focus on the things which are seen. Listen to this. We do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. What are the things that are not seen? God's Word. What do I mean by that? You cannot see God's Word when you are busy confessing it over your life. How many times have you been in a situation where things are going wrong and you, you have to start confessing God's Word contrary to what is going on in your life? Whether it be relationships, whether it be financial things, no matter what the situation is. There are many times when I've had to sit down and say, God, your word says this, but I'm not seeing it in operation right now. And I'm not going to speak this negative talk around where I am right now. No matter how bad it's going, I am going to speak life, I'm going to speak your word, and I'm going to speak prosperity, I'm going to speak blessing, I'm going to be able to do what I need to do in Jesus' name. And so, I need to focus as much as you do. And do not think that things do not come against us as a family. They are permanent there are permanently onslaughts of one kind or another coming. And every time I have to sit down and say, where do I focus? Do I focus on what's coming or do I focus on the word of the Lord? 
Because when I start focusing on the word of the Lord, I start releasing stuff in the spirit. Now I want you to see something. Look at the second part of this verse. In 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, For the things that are seen are temporary. In other words, they can be changed. But the things which are not seen are eternal, are forever. So in other words, if I sit down and I turn this thing, I can turn it forever. How do you turn a natural situation around? Focus on the thing that's not seen. Focus on the thing that's not seen, because when you do that, it's going to start coming out of your mouth. The minute it comes out of your mouth, you start releasing the authority. And remember, I taught you, the minute you release words, they start creating. You create your own environment. Now I want to just say one thing. That sometimes you sit down and say, God, I'm creating this environment. I'm getting, I'm getting a breakthrough here. Or I'm getting a breakthrough here. A little bit of a change here and there. But I'm not seeing the fullness. Well, I want you to know that there is a struggle first before you get there. You see, you have to contend with the Word of God and with a prophecy over your life. What does it mean? It means you have to battle with it. It says, fight the good fight of faith. And it says, and fight with a prophetic word over your life. What does that mean? It means the devil is not going to sit there and go, well, you can just have whatever you say. There is going to be a few rounds that you're going to have to go through. You have to come and break that demonic stronghold that has been over your life for so long. Some of us have been brought up with it since birth. Some of them you've grown up with and you're not even realizing how much power that thing has over your life. You know, in my own life, I, brought up, I was brought up in a household where there was a lot of strife. My brother and I used to fight all the time. And there was so much strife, we saw it as normal. But you know what the Bible says? That wherever there is strife, every form of demonic activity is loose. So that meant that I grew up with every demon in hell rocking up and living in my house. That's how I grew up. I got used to this. Then all of a sudden I find the word, and now I have to resist this strife, break this strife, change it in my child, children's lives, in my wife's life, in our family, and say, listen, I'm not going to let this continue. So some of us are actually allowing demonic influences into our lives, and so when you suddenly come against it, it's not going to just fall away. You're going to have to go a few rounds. Why? Because a lot of us have become so habitual in bringing them in. In bringing strife in, bringing issues in. So we have got to sit down and say, God, I see what your word says. And I'm going to start confessing that even though it's not part of my character. And a lot of things have had to change in your life because there are habits that are ungodly. And so I want you to know that it's not just a demonic attack on your life. Sometimes it's you yourself that cause your own problems. Because you've given the devil a right into your life. So in my life, I have had to look and identify these areas. I line up my life with the word. I don't, I'm definitely not perfect. But let me tell you something, I'm a lot further down the road than what I was when I got married. And I look at this and I say, this does not line up with the word. What do we need to do to change it? What picture do I need to get into focus? 
I'm not going to do stuff because my culture allowed it, or my upbringing allowed it. I have to measure it with the Word. Because the minute I have the Word of God in my life, I have light. I know where my next step must be. And the minute I can focus on something, it can change where I'm at. So there is no excuse. You can sit down and say, well, I grew up being an angry person, or I grew up being a sickly person. Every one of those things can change in Jesus' name. No matter what your situation is, everything can change, because the Bible says what you see is temporal. It can be changed. So if you're not happy with something in your life, change it. How do I change it? I get the Word of God and I get a new picture. I get a new picture. So even if I struggle with anger, I go, I'm not angry anymore. I'm a peaceful person. And I keep confessing that over my life, over and over and over and over. And as I release the Word of God, suddenly things start gripping in my heart. The Word takes root and things start changing in my life. I want to encourage you tonight. Do not focus on the natural. What are you looking at? What picture do you see of yourself, your loved ones, and the people around you? Or of your business? Or of the place of employment? What picture are you seeing? Do you see a prosperous place? Or you just see a disaster zone? I don't care if you're in the middle of a disaster zone. Do you know how many times I've been in the middle of a disaster zone? Do you know how many times I've had to stand up and minister to people, and meanwhile all hell is breaking loose in my family and around me, and everything else is going on, and I stand up. I mean, sometimes I'll even be in fire conferences, and everybody's getting blessed and touched, and the power of God's moving. Meanwhile, all hell is breaking loose on my side. Let me tell you something. I cannot focus on what's happening in the natural. I have to say, God, I see the picture. God, you can change this in Jesus' name, and God does. I want to tell you something, folks. That when we start doing it this way, we are going to start seeing victory upon victory upon victory. God wants us to overcome. The only way we overcome is when we call things that are not as if they are. Every situation that you have in your life that you want to change, start calling it differently in Jesus' name. Start calling it differently. If you're not happy about something, go find a scripture and start seeing it in a different light. Say, God, you have promised me this. I see this in the spirit. And what do I mean by that? I mean in your imagination. Close your eyes and dream that all of this stuff has changed. See yourself as a prosperous, successful person without any strop around you in total peace. See yourself sleeping nicely at night. See yourself that everybody loves you. That you are totally favored by everybody around you. Everybody thinks you're the most wonderful person besides me. Okay? I've taken that position. Everybody loves me. Come on. You can change every situation according to the Word of God. You know, when Jesus Christ was growing up, there was a statement that He grew in favor with man and with God. You can grow in favor wherever you go, as long as you've got that picture in your heart.
So tonight, I want you to evaluate yourself. Are you genuinely seeing the Word of God operating in your life, in the sense of the picture? When I speak about anything, are you seeing the God's Word as the picture? Your yardstick. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm prosperous. I'm healthy. I'm highly favored. Okay? Whatever I touch is prospering. Or you going, woe is me, all is lost, vanity has come. You know, this guy that I'm so depressed that I can walk underneath the carpet, walk to walk carpet with the top hat on. You know, these guys are like, is that where you're at? Focusing so heavy on the negative and on the natural, and you look again and you're right in the pit of despair. That is where Satan wants you. Satan wants you to fail. God says, I want you to overcome. I'm teaching you how to overcome. I'm teaching you how to get through this attack. I want you to know right now, if you don't have opposition in your life, you're not a Christian. If things are going very well and smooth with you in the natural, then there's there's something seriously wrong. Because then you're not making the devil mad in any manner. But if you are going through some opposition and something's attacking you, then you should be going, ah, well, this is fine. Because I'm going to overcome this thing and I'm going to increase my authority. Once you've overcome and you've got a victory in an area, you'll see that you'll fly in that area. You don't have to keep rewriting the tests. Unless you call it back on yourself. But you can break a thing off your life and keep it off. God wants us to overcome. So tonight you need to sit down and evaluate your life. And say, okay, I'm in a crisis. Well, that's a good start. At least you're honest. Then number two, what are the areas in this crisis that you need to change? And you literally need to look at them and say, okay, that's this, that's this, that's this, that's this. Okay, God, now this one, what is the word of the Lord? What is the picture that your Bible says that I should be? Not where I'm at, where should I be? See, it's like the blind guy that was standing out. Remember when he was calling for Jesus? What did that blind guy, why wouldn't he shut up? Everyone says to him, hey, shut up. You go, no. And you carry on, Jesus. And he said, shut up, man. And you go, Jesus. And he carried on. What is he pushing in for? His sight. He had a picture. If I can get to Jesus, I'm healed. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I can get to Jesus, I'm healed. She put her whole life at risk to get to Jesus. Because if they had caught her, they would have stoned her. Remember, if you had an issue of blood, you were not allowed near people. And she was not allowed near. She said, listen, even if I die, I'm going to touch him. But if I touch him, I'm there. What did she do? She contended with the crowd. She contended with the natural. She, she did not sum up all the pros and cons how many times do we go well he has the pros and the cons and this is the natural this is what we should do this is wisdom no there is no wisdom in this you do what God said you focus on the word of the Lord if God said something it is settled and then get like Abraham and say I'm fully convinced that God's word is true I'm not seeing it right now but I'm going to contend with this thing and fight until I see it come into my life and when it comes into your life you will have a testimony that's why the Bible says that you have overcome the, the, the world, 
Okay, you've overcome the devil with three things. Right, what are they? The what? The word of your testimony? The blood of Christ? And you love not your life unto death. Those are the three things that you overcome the devil with. Now listen to this. Why is your testimony so incredible that it's such a big deal? Well, let me tell you something. I have fought with the devil's system and I've beaten it. He has been defeated because I am still standing here. Do you understand? When you get a picture, the system comes against you. You get a picture of God and you change the system. You change the outcome. You are defeating the devil every time you get the victory. You are overcoming every single time. So you overcame by the three ways. Right? You overcome the things of this world by your testimony. Why? Because I have totally beaten up that thing that was in my life. So, I want you to know that there will be an onslaught against your calling. There will be an onslaught against the thing that God has called you for. And you have got to fight that thing off in Jesus' name. You have got to change that situation. And God is expecting us to do that by a simple thing. What do I see? What do I see? Do I see a Goliath here? Or do I see a victory? Do I see giants in the land? Or do I see a mighty God that is going to change it anyway? And don't think that because we're living in the, you know, the modern day society that we can't do this. Let me tell you something, it's even more so. We need to be fully convinced that no matter what happens to us, God is going to be true to His word. Amen? I want to hear of everybody's testimony. Because you saw something different. I want to tell you right now. My dad saw himself as a 40 year old. They went and checked his heart out now recently. He's absolutely fine. He's 100%. There's absolutely nothing wrong with his heart. In fact, the doctor, they were, you know, somebody's always concerned. Some doctor was concerned that the heart rate would go out of rhythm again. The comment from the doctor was, your heart rate is, and consistency is better than mine. I'm telling you now, my dad saw a 40 year old and he stood on that thing. And it changed what should have been his death. It changed for life. Okay? I want you to know, we have got to do the same in our lives in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, I just pray right now that I will only speak what I see. And Lord, that what I see is your word, your promise, your prophetic words over my life. Lord, I thank you right now that we will not focus on what might be coming against us in the natural because it's temporal. But God, we will call those things that are not as if they are. And Lord, that we will be like Abraham, that we are fully convinced that your word will come to pass because you have spoken it in Jesus' name. And Lord, right now, I thank you that we will start changing our confession. We will start changing our, our vision, Lord, from the natural to the invisible. 
And Lord, that we will start shifting our environment. And Lord, that we will have a testimony. Lord, that we will have overcome the devil and overcome this world because of the word of our testimony. Lord, because we will have seen things changed and that we will see you glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, folks, for listening to today's message. I trust that you are blessed by it. If you would like to receive these message links directly to your phone, please WhatsApp me on my direct number, 082-659-2224, or if you have any questions that I might be able to help you with. And remember that we've got many, many other resources available for you. So please have a look at our website, www.fathersheart.co.za. Also, subscribe to our podcast by going to iTunes and search for Arthur Frost and subscribe to my sermons podcast. May we be richly blessed as we apply the truth of God's word as he reveals it to us. Many blessings and God bless.